Google's put out a bunch of massive updates to its image generator, which is called ImageN. So now they have the ImageN 2 coming out and they have this thing live where people can actually use it. I'm going to tell you about all of the different features it has. This is actually quite impressive. And I made a couple posts on LinkedIn about this, uh, showing off some of the capabilities. But let's dive into it on the podcast today. Welcome to the world's number one AI podcast, AI Chat. I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Make sure that you go to AIbox.ai, link in the show notes, to join the waitlist for our new AI platform. We're going to be launching an incredible platform that allows you to build anything you want with workflows um, in AI. So you're able to chain together ChatGPT and image generators and audio generators to make really powerful apps for your organization or you can host them on our marketplace and actually generate royalties from them. So make sure to go to AIbox.ai and join the waitlist. In addition, if you like the podcast, if you could do me a massive favor and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast. This helps me be able to get better guests on here as they check the reviews to see how you guys are liking it. So if you could please do that, I would really, really appreciate it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This, I think, is a really big move for AI image creation. So Google has announced the availability of its second generation AI model, which is ImageN2. Um, and this is going to be for some select Google Cloud customers, and they're doing all of this through Vertex AI, um, which is like kind of their hub for AI, their AI tools on the Google Cloud platform. But in any case, ImageN2, which is an enhancement over, so they, they had like the ImageN1 or whatever, this is the updated version. Um, this was initially previewed at Google's I.O. conference like way back in May, and it is now finally... Um, I, I think the first version, but now this new version is finally coming in and a lot of people are really excited about it. So this was developed with technology from Google DeepMind, um, but essentially ImageN2 has some really big improvements in image quality. So despite Google's initial, um, they were kind of reluctant to release image samples. The model now has a bunch of new features. Um, so its ability to render text and logos is all there as well, which is something that, of course, uh, image generators have struggled with for a long time. Even if you use like Dolly um, 3 on ChatGPT and get it to like generate images for you, you'll notice if you're like, so I've had this a bunch where I'm like, hey, like generate like, um, you know, someone sitting at a desk and there's like a book on the desk and the text on the book is like kind of all garbly. Um, so it just struggles with text. Now, I've tried to get around this by saying, do not put any text anywhere on anything in this scene. And then it if you say that, it most assuredly will always put text in the scene because you mentioned the word text. So it's definitely been a bit of a, a problem, um, but it's cool that Google seems to, and there's a couple others that are that have tackled this as well, but it's cool Google has tackled this um, and it's able to render text like to the point where it can make logos for you, which is really, really cool. So um, Google Cloud CEO is Thomas Curin, and he kind of highlighted this saying, quote, if you want to create images with a text overlay, for example, advertising, you can do that. I think this is really exciting. This is really positioning itself alongside some other competitors like um, OpenAI's Dolly 3 and also Amazon's Titan Image Generator. So Imogen 2 has a bunch of unique features. Um, for example, it does multilingual text, 
rendering and also logo overlays on a bunch of different surfaces. So um, Vishy, who is the head of generative media production at Google, detailed in a blog post that Imogen 2 can, uh, quote, generate emblems, letter marks, abstract logos, and has the ability to overlay these logos onto products, clothing, business cards, or other surfaces. This is really cool, right? So beyond just like, hey, create a logo for me, it's like, create a logo and put it on the t-shirt, you know, put like a logo for X, Y, and Z on the mug on the table. Like you, you get really in depth now that you're able to do this. You're essentially like, it feels like you're making images within images, which is really, really exciting. And of course, for people that do print on demand and all that kind of stuff, this is going to be amazing, right? Um, now, something that I think is really interesting is, you know, big companies, uh, there's a lot of talk right now about, you know, Adidas, for example, would be using um, right now, a ton of different models to model their clothing. Well, there's a ton of different tech out there now and a lot of tools like this where essentially uh, they can just get a picture of the shirt, get a picture of a model or just AI generate a model and put the shirt on them. So like saving a lot of money on models and a lot of people are asking, you know, what's happening to the model industry because eventually, and I know people are like, well, it's not yada, yada, yada. Okay, well, eventually this all gets to a point where you can pick any place you can pick any person or just have it generate a person with certain characteristics in a certain place uh, with a certain piece of clothing. And uh, if you know very quickly we're going to get to a point where models will be essentially irrelevant. Um, although, you know, that there's all sorts of arguments around that. And whether you like it or hate it, I'm not saying this is good or bad, but I think this is where it's going. And we should probably start having conversations about that entire industry that essentially is going to disappear as these image generators get better and better. Um, so in any case, Imagen 2, it's got some uh, interesting training and modeling techniques to kind of help its ability to understand uh, descriptive long-form prompts and also offer detailed answers about images and image elements. So this new advancement they just added into it um, goes, it also works with its multilingual capabilities. So this is allowing the model to translate prompts from one language and produce outputs in another, which is pretty cool. Like if you think about it, You'd be like, hey, generate like New York City with billboards for like prod like a bunch of perfumes that do X, Y, and Z and translate them all into Spanish. Like, you know, you could do all sorts of really, really cool, interesting things as you kind of do these cross-language translations. So one really interesting aspect of Imagen 2 is the use of synth ID. So this is a DeepMind developed approach to embed invisible watermarks into its images. So while the watermarks um claim to be, you know, they're essentially resilient to various edits right people are saying well what if i crop it what if i uh shrink it what if i change the color what if i reverse the like there's all sorts of like little image manipulations you could try to do stretch the image a little bit like wider narrower apparently these new watermarks um are you know they're, they're able to get around that and they can only be detected using a google provided tool so their existence is essentially right now a lot of people have concerns over these ai over like AI generated disinformation or whatever. People just want to know if something's AI generated. Um, and I think we're going to get to the point where every you know piece of AI generated content is going to have to have a disclaimer on it saying that it was AI generated, um, particularly images. And you know this is going to be a way that you'll be able to detect that. So Google's uh, not talking a lot about the data set that they use to train image into. So a lot of people are you know raising questions being like, hey, did you just scrape the whole internet like OpenAI always does? Um, you know, and then they're kind of mad about them using other people's data. Um, I think the fact that they haven't really commented on the source of their data is because when they first released the like the original version, um, Google admitted to using the public 
LAION dataset, which is known for containing, you know, what some people say are controversial content. Um, but essentially, the legal landscape around the use of publicly available data for commercial AI models is not settled right now. So there's a bunch of debates going on over fair use, doctrine, and, and that kind of stuff. Um, and so I think for that reason, Google probably is using the same data set or others that people would be upset about. And that's why they're not really talking about it much. So this, of course, is in contrast with some other industry players who offer some opt-in mechanisms and also compensation schemes for creators whose work might be included in data sets. Adobe is the big one that we talk about here. Um, but this decision is also, you know, copied by several other big tech companies like Amazon, who... Um, isn't, I don't think, compensating anyone. So Google has introduced an indemnification policy to shield eligible Vertex AI customers from copyright claims related to training data and Imogen 2 outputs, which is interesting. And I think Adobe might have been the first person, the first company earlier this year to do something similar. But the, the policy expansion comes as a bunch of people are concerned over, um, you know, quote-unquote regurgitation in generative AI models where a model might produce exact copies of training examples, right? So just like recreate an exact photo. So an academic study revealed that the first gen Imogen wasn't immune to this problem. So it inadvertently generated identifiable personal photos and copyrighted materials. So I think that's the big controversial thing here, right? And the concern is, of course, really big in the corporate world with a recent survey by... Um, Acrolinux finding that nearly a third of Fortune 500 companies view intellectual property as their primary worry regarding generative AI. So I think right now as the, as the AI field continues to really evolve, um, Google's latest move with Imogen 2 is obviously really impressive, um, but there's of course the ethical, um, legal challenges and all the stuff that's going on there. So it's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I will say something I was really impressed with when watching their demo on this um, was essentially they have the ability for you to take an image, and I think this directly competes with Photoshop, but they have the ability for you to take an image. I think they had an image of like a desk in front of a wall. They took the um, they took the mouse and kind of like highlighted a square on the wall and said, put like a bookshelf, and then there's a little prompt thing on the side where they say, put a bookshelf with um, you know a bunch of books here on the wall, and it puts it in, and there was already like a plant in the way, so it kind of like puts it behind the plant, and this is what people are saying is impressive is that it's like it understands the layers of the image. So when it generates something, it's like going behind another uh, another layer on the image. So it's doing some really impressive stuff. I'll keep you updated as we get to actually try this thing out. And I'll keep you updated on um, all the other latest news in generative AI and everything that Google's coming out with. Thank you for listening to the AI Chat Podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, I'd appreciate it if you rate me wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for an innovative group of AI enthusiasts, make sure you check out our Discord channel and also our Facebook community. It's obviously a lot more interactive than a podcast where we can actually share software tools, prompts that we're using in everyday AI. I'll leave a link for those in the description below.